Our gospel lesson for today, Easter Sunday, comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead, and is indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers, Go to Galilee. There they will see me. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. I have had a lot of things happen recently that have served as reminders that I am no longer in the generation of young adults. Aging happens. It does. Now, what really made me realize this, first, the first step actually happened about a year ago, not quite a year ago, when my oldest niece, who just graduated college, got married. And I'm like, she can't be old enough to get married. How old does that make me? Then, fast forward a couple of months. So she got married in May. My whole extended family is together at Labor Day when all of a sudden my new cousin-in-law lets slip they're going to have a baby. <gasps> Yay! And then my sister looks at me and she says, you know what that makes you? A great uncle. Oh. Now, they lovingly call me the grunkle. I had never heard this before. Are there any grunkles out there? Is this a thing or is this just something my weird family does? Any other grunkles? Or are you just great uncles like, you know, actual civilized people? Okay, so... My sister, you're going to be a grunkle. You're going to be grandma. Back off. So my niece is pregnant. And she was actually due in about two weeks, uh, coming right up. So her due date was coming up. And um, i kind of been hearing little updates. You know, they live on the other side of the state. And it's not like it's one of my kids. It's my niece. So I don't hear updates all the time. But I would hear updates here and there. And I knew that her due date was coming up. And I even talked with my, my mom. Uh, just here about a week ago, saying, yep, they're watching her pretty close. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I tucked that in the back of my mind and promptly forgot about it because I had other things on my mind. I had, you know, it's, it's Holy Week. We're at the tail end of Holy Week. It's a bit of a busy one for me. So I was thinking about a lot of the different services that were going on and, and uh, some, some the, the remodeling work that's going on over at the house. That was kind of dominating my attention, too. And various different things came up. And then, lo and behold, uh, a funeral came up for this past week, sort of out of nowhere. And that kind of dominated my attention, too. So all of this different stuff is going on. And even though I had been told repeatedly, you're about to be grunkle, I blanked on it. 
And then Thursday night, I get a picture and a text. Hey, Grunkle! Because my niece's baby was born. And it happened. Now, I knew this was supposed to happen. In fact, you might even say I even expected it or I anticipated it, but I forgot about it because life got in the way. Now, I want you to kind of tuck that in the back of your minds. And let's think about the story of the resurrection. Today is the Super Bowl. We win, baby. Jesus is raised. But when the women were on the way to the tomb, I wonder if they knew that, if they realized that. Now, most often we think about the group of women that were going to the tomb. They were going there to anoint Jesus' body. We hear that in some of the other Gospels. But interestingly enough, Matthew's Gospel does not say that. They were just on their way to see the tomb. And maybe they're wondering, are we going to be able to get in there? Are we not? Is the stone going to be there? What's going to happen? What are we going to find? What, what is going on? What's going to happen? Now, they're on their way at first light on Sunday, really the first opportunity that they would have had to have gone since Jesus died late in the day on Friday. They can't go on Saturday. Saturday is the Jewish Sabbath, so they can't go. Sunday at first light is, is their first chance. So as they're going, as they're getting to the tomb, they're going to see the tomb, suddenly all sorts of craziness happens when the heavens rip open and an angel descends and there's an earthquake. And I've never felt an earthquake, but I hear it's kind of freaky. So that happens and the angel rolls the stone away. There's this group of guards who are there just kind of because they're there and they fall over and they freak out because they see this angel. And I can imagine the women are like, oh, what's going on? The angel greets them. Now, the first thing angels say almost all the time, do not be afraid. Apparently, angels are kind of freaky looking. Now, I asked the junior high kids at first service, what do you think the angel looks like? And one of them said, uh, really tall. I said, well, maybe. But, but angels are oftentimes described in ways that sound really scary, really kind of freaky. And I can imagine that if the heavens open and this angel shows up, I would probably be scared too. So the angel says, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus. He is not here, for he has been risen as he told you. I think that's an important thing we remember. As he told you, he has been raised. Let's think about that for a minute. Three times over the course of the gospel, we hear that Jesus reveals to his disciples and to his followers, we're going to go to Jerusalem I'm going to be betrayed, I'm going to be tortured, I'm going to be killed, but on the third day, I'm going to raise again. He has made no secret of this. The disciples knew it. It stands to reason that the women knew it too, and probably a whole bunch of other people did as well. So maybe that's why the women are going to the tomb. Maybe it's not just to anoint his body. Maybe they are anticipating something or expecting something. Jesus said he was going to be raised. Maybe we should go check it out. So they go to the tomb. There's the angel. The angel's like, he's not here. Come and look. Now, they don't actually go in and look, which I think is kind of funny. But the angel tells them, go and tell the disciples. He has been raised. Go to Galilee. He will meet you there as he has told you. I'm going to say that one more time. As he has told you. I wonder, why did the disciples forget about this. We praise the activity of the women and the bravery of the women, and we should. They did what nobody else would do. But I wonder, the disciples, 
Peter, Raka, moron. Did they forget what Jesus had said? That all of this is going to happen? It seems that they did. They should have expected it. They should have anticipated it. But maybe life got in the way. Or maybe it's better to say death got in the way. Logically speaking, there's no coming back from death. We all know that. But what we find in the empty tomb, what we find in the fact that Jesus is risen and the women encountered him, we find that death doesn't get the last word anymore. God does. And God has done something about it in ways that go far beyond our ability to understand, far beyond our ability to explain. God has somehow overcome the power of death. Now, the women are given a command, and they're given a message. Jesus is risen. Go and tell about it. We have a name for that kind of person who's tasked with carrying the news of the risen Lord. They're called an apostle. Hmm, Interesting. As the women go... As the women are following this command, that's when they encounter Jesus. Now, Jesus reiterates the same message. First, he's like, greetings, like, what's up? It's good to see you. But then he says, don't be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And the women, the the story ends there, but it stands to reason that the women do just that because Matthew's gospel ends with the disciples off in Galilee experiencing Jesus. The good news that we find today is that the tomb is empty. And we see that over and over again. And we gather here year after year to hear this same story and to remember it and to be reminded that God has overcome the power of death. I, I think about that, these, these important stories that we want to hear, that we need to hear, that we gather to hear. And this might sound a little familiar if you were around at Christmas time, because I sort of said the same thing at Christmas. There are these certain stories that we need to remember to be told. We need to remember that a Savior is born to us at Christmas. And we need to remember at Easter that the tomb is empty and that Jesus has risen and that the power of sin and brokenness and death has been overcome. Now, every year when we gather, for us as individuals, something is different than it was the year before because life is like that. Life is not static. We do not stay in the same, same point. Sometimes really good stuff happens in a year that wasn't present the year before. Like, hey, I'm a grunkle this year. That's new. Sometimes rough stuff has happened since the last time we heard the story. And it makes, it, it makes our life just be different. Our experience is different. Our situation is different. And so we hear these words differently. Regardless of how you find yourself today, whether it is joyful and wonderful, and it should be because this is a great day, or if today is a hard day for whatever reason is going on, know this. The tomb is empty. Death doesn't win. And this is true in the days when it, when it doesn't even feel like it. God doesn't depend on us to make the tomb empty. God empties the tomb. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah. I think I can do better than that. Hallelujah. Amen.